Welcome to Mindfulness with Ru. This is a trailblazer series. And today again, we have yet another trailblazer, Mr. Jasveer Singh Dangi from Canada. Welcome to Mindfulness with Ru, sir. Thank you. So Mr. Jasveer Singh Dangi is based in Canada. He is an author, podcast host, and a behavioral trainer. And he was part of the team who has uh, actually trained 22,000 volunteers during the Commonwealth Games in 2010 at New Delhi. Well, there is a long list of achievements of Mr. Dangi. And before starting the talk, I really want to uh, like uh, take the viewers through all the achievements. So as I told you that he is an author. So let us ta uh, start with his books the names of his uh, books. He has uh, uh, written six books so far and uh, co-authored two. The names of the books are like The Incredible Mr. Sweet, uh, Shahenshah, The Matromaniac Chronicles, Double One Zero, Diary from Heaven, Version One and a Half, Concealed Words and Life. If I talk about his awards and recognition, then again, the list is very, very big. So let me uh, like name a few of them. He's rated as one of the 10 Indian authors redefining modern literature by Kathmandu Tribune in January 2020. He is recognized by NE8X with Sahitya Kosh Samman Award in Literature. In 2010, he was awarded by IISSM for his contributions towards the health and safety training domain. In 2019, Literature uh, Light recognized him as top 100 debut authors for his debut work, version one and a half. Well, he was named as the author of the quest at the Writing Wizards Quest for his book, Double One Zero. Well, a long list, sir, and I'm very proud that you are there in my show. You, uh, like from your busy schedule, you took out some time to come over here on Mindfulness with Roof. I'm very obliged. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me here. Really honored. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. So, uh, uh, Mr. Dangi, this thing that you, <laughs> along with a set of other trainers, like trained 22,000 volunteers during the Commonwealth Games. I'm very curious to know about that. What was that? Yes, Amity University was uh, the official training partner for Commonwealth Games 2010. And uh, I was with another training company and I was looking for a change. And that's how I got to know about Amity University. In fact, uh, until the first round of interview, we had no idea that we'd be training for Commonwealth Games 2010. But as we proceeded with the you know different rounds of interview, we got to know, and I was really excited. Uh, this is something I had never done. It was at such a huge scale, and uh, now imagine this: every class started with about 500 to 600 people in a single auditorium, and there is just one trainer taking them through different sessions. Uh, so the organizing committee had. Uh, picked up the word Namaste as their training mascot. So every alphabet in Namaste was supposed to signify some topic in uh, training. For example, N would signify uh, uh, the new beginning. Uh, A would signify something else. Uh, and M again would signify something else. So the entire training was divided into uh, the sessions as per Namaste. So that was the acronym. And <laughs> that's very so, interesting, actually. Yes. And after the first sessions, the participants would be divided into, let's say, smaller groups of 100 each, and they would go into different training rooms. And from one training room, they would go to another training room, wherein a trainer would teach them about the next alphabet, what would the next alphabet meant. And, and it was really wonderful. Um, 
you know, I was very young and that experience sort of shaped my career as a trainer. Uh, you know, dealing with such a huge audience was really amazing. You're on mic constantly moving between the audience, you're interacting because otherwise, you know, it's just a lecture. Uh, but uh, it was a training session and we had to move between audience, interact with them, get them involved in activities. And I, I mean, for a young trainer like me, initially it was really overwhelming. It took me a few days to calm down my nerves. And finally, I got to, got used to it. Uh, so India has not seen such a huge, uh, except for cricket and maybe hockey, we've not seen such a huge um, event after that. You know, I hope we can have that again. And I surely hope that I can be part of it again. Yeah, definitely. It was a wonderful experience. Yeah. And really, like, that is why I was very curious to know that 22,000 people, like, um, and how oh, yeah. many trainers were there in, uh, like, totality? Oh, we must have at least 50 or 60 trainers. Uh, part of us were part, you know, from the training team and others were from the education side of Amity, uh, side of Amity. Uh, they were lecturers, they were professors. So we, the, the training team was pretty huge. And... Uh, yeah, you know, each trainer was conducting two to three sessions in a day uh, after the first initial sessions, wherein the groups were divided into, broken down into smaller, smaller groups. So yeah, it was pretty so exciting. Like a great learning experience for you too. Oh, very good learning experience. We got to know about how to organize an international event. Uh, yes, you know, controversies apart, it was a great learning experience for everyone involved. Volunteers were working. You know, they were based at metro stations in Delhi. They were based at monuments in Delhi. So we had two kinds of volunteers. One was in venue and other one was uh, outside the venue. So these guys were directing tourists at metro stations, uh, you know, places like Garden of Five Senses, uh, Red Fort, Humayu's Tomb. So everywhere there were volunteers in uh, the official uniform and they were direct. And they simply loved it. The best part was, they were from all age groups, you know, the youngest volunteers, I'd say was eight years and uh, or rather the oldest volunteer was eight years old and the youngest was about 80 years old. So <laughs> I would like to switch, you That's know, the sweet. excitement and the energy of an 80 year, 80 year old was no less than that of an eight year old. Yeah. They loved it. Very they simply loved it. Yeah. We loved it, you know, as trainers. Mm -hmm. Great, great. So I really wish that one more event of that uh, like kind should happen in India and you must get another chance to participate in that. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I would love that. <laughs> so this journey of uh, becoming a writer, how did it start? <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, that is something very shocking for my family because I was never a <laughs> very avid reader to start with. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, you know, uh, I couldn't concentrate. I just couldn't concentrate. But as it happened in 2017, uh, writing started off as a process to maybe self-analyze. I, I don't know what I was doing, really. Uh, but I started scribbling in a Word file. Uh, you know, writing per se, handwriting per se is never my strength. Not even <laughs> in school. I've got a really bad handwriting. And... Uh, mm -hmm. My father, he's a very educated man, he's a very senior official, so he was always on my you know, head, improve your handwriting, improve your handwriting. So, yeah, I think out of the three siblings, I have the worst handwriting. I can okay. proudly say that. Yeah, but um, so, you know, it started off just as scribbling about random stuff. I had no idea that it would be published. It was supposed to be a diary. Okay. And... Uh, 
you know, six, seven months down the line, I realized that I had written very specific incidents from my childhood. And those were, you know, in the range of 40,000, 45,000 words. And I worked on it more. And uh, by the time, you know, somebody had a look at it, it was 48,000 words. And uh, they gave me really good feedback. Luckily, my friend Shetan, he had already been an author. God bless his soul. He passed away because of COVID in May this year. Uh, miss him. That's uh, you know, he is the reason I became an author. And uh, he had already published a book called, uh, I think, Journey Through Cloud or something like that. Yeah, uh, that was his book about 10, 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. I was really amazed, you know. And uh, he was a really dear friend. And he said, why don't you publish this work, you know. This is amazing work. And uh, finally, when I sent it to the publisher, it was self-publishing, of course. I had no idea how to get it done through traditional publishing. Uh, it was 55,000 words. Mm -hmm. I still uh, had no confidence that it would be accepted by them, but they accepted, you know. Mm -hmm. It's about childhood memory of a common man in 80s. My thought was, why would anybody read that? Mm -hmm. um, you know, it was not perfect. It, I couldn't afford edi uh, editing professional editing mm -hmm. uh, but you know after a few rounds of basic editing i got it published uh, through notion press that was amazing and uh, i don't know it's become an addiction writing has become an addiction now addiction. i can't live without it yeah, yeah. you explore that, your own creative side yeah. it means and then you found out that uh, yes it is my forte I mean, it's amazing, you know, you get to learn so much about you, you get to learn about others, you are doing research, you know, it's not like uh, scientific research, but I I'll give you an example. Uh, my third book, Double One Zero, was a spy thriller. Okay. So I, I wanted to pick up those exact words of handguns and machine guns that I was using in the scenes. So yeah. I did research and that's a very small example for Shahenshah. I did a lot of research about cancer care and cancer research mm -hmm. because I wanted people to understand Shrenik Shah's situation. I mean, he's a motivational speaker, but, uh, but in 1997, because of cancer, he had lost his voice box. The entire thing was taken out. Mm -hmm. So you might wonder without a voice box, how can he be a motivational speaker? I mean, he doesn't even have a voice. But yeah. he uses a device called an electrolarynx. He places okay. it over here mm -hmm. and he's speaking normally. The yeah. muscle movement in this area through that device is actually producing a computerized sound. I mean, that really was fascinating for me. Yeah, really exactly. fascinating. So I, I did a I lot of research. To, uh, like uh, meet him once during uh, one online session. So oh, I, yeah. I can relate well with whatever you are saying. I was also impressed and amazed actually that, um, you know, the boon of science, I would say. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm telling you. I had mm -hmm. nothing to do with cancer. I had never been part of a cancer. And I'm being very upfront. I had never been part of any, uh, except for reading books to the kids in a, in, in a hospital in Karolbag. I had never done anything mm -hmm. about cancer. I had no idea. None of, mm -hmm. you know, God bless everybody. Uh, yes. But none of my family members ever had. So it's like that if your family doesn't have it your close friends don't have it you probably don't get, care about it that's the human nature right but when i met him i mean it was completely eye-opener the way he motivates the way he talks to people you know he's doing some of the wonderful work in 
cancer care counseling for uh, caregivers and the patients as well so that was really amazing experience and that's what i love about writing right you know it has taught me so much uh, as a person and how has it like changed you you like uh, writing getting the work published all the stress attached to that and expectations and that uh, you know the butterflies in the stomach one day before the publication of the book uh, before it goes to the oh, hands yeah. of the readers how has it changed you as a person uh it has you know prepared me for the worst and i have seen the worst in publishing self publishing is very erratic you know you could don't control anything for that matter in traditional publishing also you don't control anything, anything. but at least publisher has put their weight behind your manuscript in mm -hmm. traditional publishing yeah. but self publishing you're spending money you're paying right and uh, honestly most publishers are only after the money mm -hmm. uh, they you know once the marketing part is over once the sales part is over and i'm being very honest <laughs> that was the reason me and chetan we had started a publishing house but we closed it now uh, you know we wanted authors to feel at home just like mm. you know the traditional authors the big authors mm. the sort of popular authors felt at home we wanted to make authors feel at home you know this is your manuscript you are the boss mm. we are just the servants but it it works the opposite way you know in self publishing publishers are the bosses and authors are the servants it should be opposite you know it's their work their hard work they work really hard for whatever 20000 25000 50000 60000 words they've used the imagination i am you know churning out books pretty soon but there are authors i know who are churning out books maybe once every two years maybe three mm -hmm. years so they're working really hard so they expect the work to maybe not sell but then to get that respect out there and mm -hmm. sadly it's not happening in terms of self publishing it's mm -hmm. all about money 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 what about the work you know what about the hard work that the author is putting in give him that much respect that sadly is lacking and there are so many self publishers these days it's very hard to decide which one is good which one is not uh i think so that's I think what everyone is like experimenting on their own exactly and, but yeah. believe me there are there are many people who really see your hard work and everybody's hard work behind it and especially yeah. the readers those who go through those books they know this thing and anyone like related to literature or i like a follower of literature or a fan of literature would always understand the pain behind it so like even uh, like the uh, these characters the development of these characters so tell me something about that process how do you develop these interesting characters of your stories uh my process is a bit erratic you know uh, my story can take a turn any time so when i start i really don't have the final end in my mind but i want that i want you know i decide that you know on a flip chart that i'll have these many things in my book and based upon that i design my character mm. and uh, name of the book is usually towards the end for me i am a story guy so i develop the situation i develop the characters i develop the full story and then i decide about the final name of the book uh, so 110 out of the shadows had different names firstly it was only called out of the shadows you know i thought you know different names about that but then i thought let's create a sequel out of it so i it should have a solid name 
and uh, in one of the scenes my character wakes up in a hospital room the room number is 110 and nobody knows his name right so everybody starts calling him 110 and yeah i thought yeah that's that's a good name that's interesting so, actually yeah and and uh, so i developed it further and i said he doesn't want to be called by any other name but his name so he chooses 110 110 that's the stupid logic i chose and throughout the story everybody calls him 110 even after they find his name even after they know his true identity everybody kept calling him him 110 in the situation so i thought yeah that's that's a wonderful thing and that's how i developed it yeah but my situations and characters and story comes first and then i sort of work on it freshen it up at times it changes the direction of the story completely uh, yeah yeah I can understand that. So uh, before uh, we move ahead, I would really like the viewers to see um, a few glimpses of Mr. Jasveer's life. So here we have a short video. Thank you. <laughs> see a little bit of adventurous side also <laughs> like a biker and then uh, some adventures were also there <laughs> tell us oh, yeah i yeah i love the outdoors i am crazy about nature and uh, i would rather prefer to be you know under a tree uh, doing something you know rather than staying at home so that's me i love the outdoors i've done bits and pieces of mountaineering plus my job is as a trainer gives me a lot of opportunity to travel and explore mm -hmm. the world uh, during excursions and training so i've been blessed to have a really you know job that also fulfills my passion so, passion uh, okay so if i like uh, ask you to think about another author with whom you want to spend some time your favorite author who would that be i don't know people laugh at me and uh, this has been same for the past 3 years ever since i have published my book remember i had said that i was not a avid reader mm -hmm. so when chetan had suggested me to publish the book he had also suggested me to read a book okay. he said why don't you read a book to see how a book looks like how it feels like and the first ever book that i had read in over 15 years was one indian girl by chetan bhagat okay <laughs> I would always have really high regards for, for uh, you know for him and I would like to spend one day with him. Mm, definitely. To learn the craft. I, I love his that. style of narration. Mm -hmm. I really yes. loved, you know. I, I'll just point out few things. Mm -hmm. Uh the way he described New York mm -hmm. in his mm -hmm. 
you know, book and Hong Kong later. That was amazing. I'm sure he's been to New York. He's seen Hong Kong. And uh, he's described small things about a restaurant, where they were sitting, what was the ambience like. Mm-hmm. When she's standing at the bridge, finally, she throws the phone in the river. So he's describing the surrounding. Obviously, he's been there. And I've used that style. Uh, so when I talk about double one zero waking up in a market in uh, Gurgaon, I know the place. So he wakes up in, I'll give you an example. He wakes up in front of charitable bird hospital in Sadar Bazaar, Gurgaon. I know the place. I've seen the place. I even know how the stairs look. So I've tried to describe that in my story. So I've sort of learned from him. That's the beauty of the real, you know, storytelling technique that the reader while reading that, um, uh, that information should feel like that as if they are present over there. And, and exactly. you have rightly said about even Chetan Bhagat's survey of narration. So, yeah. of course, a good um, choice to be with, I would say. <laughs> and and it, has, it has not changed for the last three years. It, it will remain same, I think. <laughs> Recently, I was listening to him where he told that he want, uh, he once, like in his life, that he had uh, this kind of uh, notion that he wanted to open a, you know, a, a public call booth. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> he was not <laughs> very aware. But then okay. actually, like, uh, he got this kind of uh, like self-analysis when he did with himself. And then he realized that, no, this is not the field for me. And then he went for his engineering and everything. So, wow. like, interesting. Oh, and all I, I can guess, like, all writers have interesting stories so far. <laughs> so you might also be having a very so. interesting childhood. I want to know one incident from your childhood, which you remember and you want to uh, share with the viewers. Yeah, our childhood was good old time, 80s, and uh, the fun part was we were about 150 kilometers away from New Delhi. Uh, so there was a new channel in 80s called DD Metro. Yeah. Now, as the name suggests, it was only meant for metro cities. It was not meant for a small time town like ours. Hmm. So there were so many contraptions available in the market with magnet. You could attach it to the TV antenna those days, <laughs> and it would help you to capture channels from different regions because you know there was a dd punjab there was a dd haryana and then there was doordarshan right which was the central so we wanted to see super hit mukabla which was on friday uh, so we wanted to see that i remember metro yeah so what we would do we would pick up a bike tire you know just the rim part Okay. Uh, tie it up on the top, fix it up on the top of the antenna, and then place some magnets in between. <laughs> and then one guy would keep rotating the antenna, the other and guy would be on the porch giving him directions, and the third guy would be on the television telling yeah. if the uh, the picture is there or not. The moment we could see even you know small glimpse of DD Metro, everybody would jump down, rush in, sit in front of the television, and you know wait for Super Hit Mukabla and. The moment there was a gush of wind and the direction changed, Again. it was gone. <laughs> it would have gone, yeah. Oh, that was the highlight, See, you know. The, the present generation can never like understand no, 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 these no. moments which we cherish. I can really relate to that. I, I totally understand your pleasure. And you know, <laughs> the irritation of putting the tape back in the cassette with a pencil or a pen, you know, oh, that was awesome. <laughs> really, really, really. Oh God, that was adventurous. Do we have like um, 
innumerable like devices now apps now and everything is available oh, yeah. at the click of a mouse and everything um, but those moments really as you said that uh, putting the pencil into the precious. <laughs> yeah really precious now, by the way this might sound like marketing but my book version one and a half chronicles that so anybody <laughs> wants to have a feel of 80s please have a look at it thank you yeah. <laughs> great thank you for giving this information the first reader would be like uh, sitting uh, in front of you i would be sitting i would be reading that <laughs> thank you so Definitely much to go through those memories so like uh, what about your writing space what all things do you require around you when you think about like writing something like some people they go on a holiday they go um, like um, in the nature or like at a quiet place serene surroundings you know they want tranquility so what what kind of writer are you what do you require on your writing space you know people who know me they call me a chaotic writer because <laughs> i cannot write in a quiet place Oh I can write in a public really? transport yeah I can travel you know uh, my book metromania chronicle that's about 80 85 pages you know and it chronicles different kind of travelers in delhi metro i have written that book over a course of about 2 to 2 and a half months while traveling in delhi metro mm -hmm. so that is real life you know, experiences real life experiences yeah different different kind of travelers in delhi metro it's kind yeah. of fun it's kind of quirky uh, but yeah i can write anywhere i really can write anywhere i observe my daily situations i observe people and uh, you know there's a funny quote i found somewhere mm -hmm. if if you are saying something i can use it in my story something like that you know anything that you say can be used in a in a book yeah. so yeah that's a quote really i love be careful <laughs> what you say around me next thing you know yeah. it might feature in a story <laughs> You never know that when your your own saying or dialogue has gone into just Veer's book. <laughs> you, exactly. While reading, you find your own words there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very difficult for me to write. It's if it's really quiet around me. Mm -hmm. That's really okay. weird part about my writing process. No, it's not weird actually. Like it's interesting. <laughs> so it's a like a great lesson for all the viewers, those who who aspire to write a book. what is your suggestion to those people who have not yet come up with their first book but they really want to yeah i i even my cousin she's got about 12000 words written somewhere right and it's buried deep in the files and she's sort of forgotten it i keep reminding her you know you have to work on it you have to work on it stories are everywhere if you're stuck go observe people observe nature Uh, you know observe your surroundings go to the market see people how they are acting and i'm sure you will find your situations over there you will find your characters over there it's everywhere you know everywhere. every one of us has a story even as a child when you've done something you've broken a glass and you're trying to explain it to your mother you're actually telling them a story nobody yeah. no child would go mama i broke the cup no there oh, is mama, a story yeah <laughs> मैं आई वॉज कमिंग फ्रॉम हेयर मैं यहाँ से आ रहा था एंड सडनली कब मेरे सामने आया वो गिर गया टकरा गया एवरीबडी इज अ स्टोरी टेलर गाइज ऑल यू नीड टू डू इज पुट दोज वर्ड्स ऑन अ पेपर पुट दोज वर्ड्स इन अ वर्ड फाइल एंड वर्क ऑन इट यू विल फाइंड अ वे बट इफ यू डोंट डू इट इट्स जस्ट अ थॉट इट्स जस्ट अ मेमोरी इन योर ब्रेन अनलेस एन अंटिल यू शेयर इट विद एनी बडी इट्स ऑफ नो यूज बट शेयर that share your story 
it's very important exactly. for all of us to share our stories um, then only you know everybody telling their own story their own versions a new yeah. uh, like it's a kind of a new book original piece of work in front of the audiences when when we narrate our own stories that's exactly. a very good and the thing. best part is you don't need a full fledged book to be a published author these days um, many publication houses if you go on instagram they are uh, you know advertising for anthology you can be part of a book wherein yes. there are multiple authors mm -hmm. you can go to site like medium you can go to site like storymirror.com and create a profile and publish mm -hmm. your story for free it could be 200 words 300 words story mm -hmm. so all you need to do is use resources you know see it's not limited to just tiktok and i'm uh, i feel like old guy telling this no. it's not about tiktok it's just not about youtube videos there are so many resources available online even you know, blogging find it. i think it is the best yeah. way through blogging, blogging we can go. express yeah. ourselves hmm, very easily exactly. you don't yeah. even have to go for like some uh, you know pages and anything or book a book published you can express your thoughts each day with thousands oh, yeah. of I see writers publishing two to three lines on Instagram and Facebook. You could do that as well. So all you need to do is just find a way to share your ideas. Uh, otherwise, it's just a thought. It's just a memory. Nobody can read your mind. Yeah. So this so journey of reaching Canada. Tell me something about that. Yeah, it was kind of a next adventure, next big adventure for me. I I had an established career there. Uh, I was working with an organization that I loved for nine years. You know, that was my baby. We started it. from scratch me and my boss and i really loved it but uh, coming to canada was trying to experience a new world uh, trying to experience a new thing i am not doing what i used to do in india i'm doing some different things mm -hmm. but i'm loving it you know it's it's a new feeling uh, and i'm the, i'm that kind of a person who can't do the same thing again and again I need something more, something different. So yeah, this is something different. So was it the same curiosity, like as of every Punjabi, to reach Canada? <laughs> no, <laughs> never, never. My father hated it. I hated it. Uh, and uh, honestly, uh, coming from a big city like Delhi, I have not seen much difference over here. Yes, mm. there is a difference in environment, the weather, and lifestyle. but the same hustle bustle is there everybody is rushing somewhere nobody has the time to speak it's almost same and i've lived in delhi for over 25 years so i've seen that lifestyle those buildings they don't interest me malls they don't interest me you know uh, it's it's the smile it's people talking to each other that's what interests me and uh, i have not seen that uh, sort of bling that people rush you know canada jayenge we will go to canada i want to establish yeah why like um, why are the people so crazy or so eager to reach canada who you need I to tell me i have not seen that bling i want to i honestly no i have not i keep telling my wife i don't know why people come to canada yeah. i really don't know what is that bling that uh, punjabis look for i am a punjabi by heart right i have never felt that why can't you work in india right see i was already a successful professional in india and i came here at 40 so i had already lived half my life there i wanted to achieve i achieved that and after that i came i don't know why youngsters would leave india at 20 21 without even having experienced india without having 
achieved anything in india they are rushing towards canada why mm-hmm. do something in india first and then mm-hmm. when you feel mm-hmm. like you've done enough Hmm. You they are very know, right in right. this yeah. thing that they don't know anything. Like daily, I meet such students who would come to me, and they the these days, though, even I'm not asking them where do you want to go because I know it's Canada. exactly. And when I ask and let them, me share one thing: doing, life yeah. is not easy here. Life is not easy. You know, healthcare may be free, but hmm. you have to wait for the doctor's appointment. Hmm. So that means if you are ill now, and they give you the appointment for tomorrow, you don't have a choice. You wait. Yeah, so yeah. it's accessible. Even the medicine, it's very expensive to if we compare. Very expensive. Indian very rates. expensive. Yeah. Exactly. Very expensive. You won't so believe. Tough. Like they uh, don't easy. even know anything. They they don't know. They have not made up their minds that what what do they want to study over there? Why are they going over there? No. Just we want to go to Canada. The they just want to come to Canada. Yeah, they just want yeah. to come to Canada, and they feel proud of it, right? I I it's been one year. honestly mm-hmm. i haven't seen that bling i'm still waiting for it maybe someday i'll have a eureka moment oh wow i am here because of this wow okay. yeah no <laughs> it's i really yeah. want you to explain this because to the young you know viewers oh yeah yeah area <laughs> do something in india first do something in your own motherland first then if you feel that you've achieved something then come here yes a good advice really Exactly. And I uh, like um so like you have told me that you never wanted to become a writer like it it just happened you know. So now when when you have already published so many books of yours you have actually got the tag of an author. So like what tips would you give uh, to anybody who wants to pursue this career like what are the best ways uh, to improve their writing skills? Or even if you don't want to publish any book still like the writing skills how can uh, one improve that i think the best way to uh, improve your writing skills is to read a lot um i can't put a equation to it but i think for every 1000 word that you write and this is just me you must read at least 1 lakh words at least uh, the more you read the more your mind gets sharpened and at one point when i was sort of becoming an author i would read at least 2 to 3 books a day mm-hmm. uh the benefit that i had was i was traveling in delhi metro a lot those days so i had my kindle reader in my phone and i had a physical book so i would sometimes read kindle if i was out of battery i would read a physical book but i read a lot during those days uh, because i wanted to experience different styles and it was not just limited to chetan bhagat it was ravinder uh, singh it was savi sharma it was roald dahl it was paolo coelho uh, you know uh, i don't uh, remember the name of the yeah, author but chalk line mm-hmm. yeah there is an amazing book chalk line about a kashmiri youth a young man mm-hmm. it's amazing you must all read it uh, okay. the way she is detailed kashmir and she's not an indian author i think that was amazing i really loved it Mm-hmm. and uh, growing up you would read uh, stories by ruskin bond uh, that's <laughs> like cbse's staple english literature <laughs> stories by ruskin bond yeah you don't have anyway then mm-hmm. rk narayanan is amazing yes, you must read authors of different genre and languages as well don't limit yourself to english yes. uh, hindi literature is amazing and you know uh, one of the oldest language sanskrit it's come out of uh, that hindi 
I love the stories. The the um, you know the spy thrillers. If you read them, they are amazing. The language is really creative. Hmm. So. Yeah, really? read as much as possible. That's my message. Variety of languages. Your mother language, yeah. uh, like any, uh, like your basic local uh, literature. One should explore that too, and that really gives a, a different kind of, uh, you know, variety of exactly. taste. It's yeah. not just English literature, but even if uh, yeah. like Hindi, Punjabi, and as you said that yes, of course, Hindi has come out of Sanskrit. So great like of course we can read so many um, variety of literature through different local languages. It's very uh, like really like this um, advice that we have to read a lot. You want to improve yeah, the writing. Every language in India, be it Tamil, Telugu, Bengali, or oh, Bengali. Come on, Bengali literature is awesome. You know, we've had some of the finest writers from, from Bengal. Bengal. Yeah. Yeah. So read as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Even Punjabi literature, if we see that, um, like it has amazing poets and uh, authors over here. But yes, of course, the youth has to like read them and maybe as teachers or lecturers we also need to um, you know inculcate this love for the literature in them then maybe they will again start this thing many people yeah. these days they complain that uh, we don't have time i don't think um, this is a good excuse to skip reading we have all the time <laughs> yeah like on phone, yeah. it's available. As you said, that exactly. you used to have your Kindle with you and um, uh, the other book also. So we can read anywhere. And I think it's a good thing that uh, it's available there on your phone. Earlier, yeah. we used to like, uh, uh, search for books from where to get yeah. it. And now it's there. You have to go to the library to borrow yes. a book. Yes. And it's yeah. there in the PDF. And people, if, if you, in today's scenario, you complain this thing that I, I don't have uh, time. To read we can just travel we can sit and like read one page uh, one day i think really oh yeah so i think that's really you've really rightly put it and another thing that people need to do is maintain a daily diary yes. that i found is a good way to becoming an author you know if you can start writing about your own life mm -hmm. slowly and steadily you can start creating stories as well yes diaries and even journals these like exactly. they, they really help yeah yeah. Yes, good. I totally agree with that too. <laughs> so, um, let us talk about the weekends over here. So, what special thing do you do for your family when it uh, when it's a weekend? You know, uh, something that I can distinguish between India and Canada is that, you know, in India, when you're in Delhi, when you talk about a weekend excursion, then you travel about eighty kilometers, ninety kilometers, but here, every five, ten kilometers, you've got a trail. Okay. Uh, and they've kind of maintained that really well. Uh, out of cities, you've got, uh, you know, places to go for a walk. You can hike. You can even trek. There are places uh, that you can even see water bodies over here. They have one of the largest, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, freshwater lakes in the world, uh, which are called the super lakes. So, you know, there are water bodies everywhere. <clears throat> and in the last one year, I found that I could, you know, on a weekend, I don't need to go far off. I can just take my wife to a nearby lake and just have a nice weekend over there. So uh, that that way I found really good places. And people would often tell me, what are the places that I can do adventure activities in Delhi? They had no idea that on Gurgaon Faridabad Highway, they've got mm -hmm. a place called Dhoj, wherein the adventure was there. It's about 30 kilometers from any place in Delhi. 
thank you right? for telling us this thing yeah <laughs> oh yeah you've got you've got taste you can do mountaineering you can do trekking there's an entire jungle and mountain over there right at avali hills you could mm. do that in summers uh, you could do that in winters so okay. yeah find it for mm. me adventure is not 100 200 kilometers away for me adventure mm. is right here uh, so that's what i do with my family i take them out take them out that's great <laughs> that's really great yeah. so what is the next plan now big plan if you want to share with us uh it's my hope that uh, i can come up with the second part of 110 because i wanted it to be the indian spy uh, genre uh, series 110 Mm-hmm. uh and and i have no hesitation in you know accepting that just like 007 007 james bond it's 110 so i have it's a indian spy right okay. and second it's my dream to have a indian superhero yes i'm working on the story and uh, i have about 60000 words in it uh, all i need to decide is that if everything is going to go in one book or different book different. but uh, i would love for it to be traditionally published i already have a publisher for my next book my anthology may be coming up in about 2 months it's okay. called ensemble a collection of short stories and essays mm-hmm. so that will be coming up shortly but yeah wow. it's really my dream to have a indian superhero a world class no, indian yeah, superhero you must explore that and you must uh, yeah. give us an indian uh, superhero I would also I'm working wait. on my fantasy fantasy book. <laughs> definitely, definitely. That's so, my big dream. Yeah. So this uh, you know this uh, job of a behavioral trainer I had kept this for the end part because I really wanted to know about it. Tell us something about that like what is this uh, behavioral training? What aspect yeah. do you focus on? you know you've got two parts uh, or rather three parts one is the soft skill part how a person dresses how he walks right how what he writes that's mm. soft part but okay. then there is the hard part which is the technical knowledge okay and people generally concentrate on these two mm. not knowing that the behavior part which is how he manages his time how he manages his stress okay. how he manages the work life balance mm. so, so sorry about that mm-hmm. that matters a lot even in safety we identified that part you know the behavior part people might know that it's illegal or unsafe to jump a red light yeah but they still do why do they do that it's it's about behavior it's not about knowledge yes. it's not about the skill of driving they know how to drive and they know it's illegal but they still do it it's about behavior right mm-hmm. so behavior skills the challenge is to target the behavior of the person the attitude of the person mm-hmm. and you know it's very difficult to quantify that there are tools available uh, online and there are some psychometric tools which can quantify and assess but that's the hard part about being a behavioral trainer you know you are targeting the behavior of a person you're trying to change the habit yes and and very change management like imagine that exactly yeah mm-hmm. so it's it becomes tricky over there but mm-hmm. i love that part i love that challenge so you conduct a lot of seminars and conferences for that too right Yes, okay. I can do both. Mm-hmm. Online and, can, and offline, both. Yeah. So, how can one be a part of those uh, workshops or seminars? Do you collaborate Currently, with other like colleges, universities, or like individually you are conducting that? Yeah, I'm still doing that in India. Uh, I've done it for TMU. I I was doing it for Amity University. Uh, plus, our organization, uh, Post Tech Training, 
we were a corporate training company so we were tying up with corporates we were tying up with schools and colleges and we were conducting those online and offline you know online is something that is not very effective it came up in during covid times yes. otherwise it was always a physical class prior mm-hmm. to march 2022 uh, march 2020 20. or an excursion you know but a physical thing mm-hmm. uh, so i i'm trying to conduct those online over here for colleges and everybody so mm-hmm. yeah that's it's generally a planned one not a open one okay okay that's great yeah so it was a nice talk uh, with you mr jasveer like uh, how the time passed i could not even uh, you know check, keep a check on that but a last piece of advice to anybody to the to uh, to all your fellow beings over there like uh, these days after this pandemic we have become little um, you know uh, pessimistic should i say yeah. so any like uh, something you want to share your own personal experience or something how what do you want to tell them to just keep going moving ahead in life the video that you showed the last photograph of me and my wife mm, yeah. that was clicked today one year ago uh-huh. and the significance i'll tell you what yes. we came to canada and we were in quarantine for 14 days and today is the day one year ago we came out of quarantine okay. and those smiles that you see yeah <laughs> are for the first time we saw outside you know from airport we came to the hotel and we were there for 14 days we couldn't see anything the view was really bad from the hotel window so those smiles that you see are are uh, how do i put it uh, genuine smiles those, those are not fake selfie smiles we were really excited to come out in open after 14 days canadian uh, dream and then after reaching over here <laughs> as your channel no, 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 no. was uh, terrible so i can understand yeah. that yeah nothing to do with that it was just the excitement of coming out after 14 days that's it yeah it could be in timbuktu it could be in toronto <laughs> it could be anywhere yeah that is what i what we did you know we laughed a lot in our quarantine we did a lot of different things Uh, we would play a lot of games we would keep ourselves busy that's what i wanted to tell people keep yourself busy you know if you're sitting idle at home thinking that you're in a prison you are at the losing end nobody is suffering it's you make good use of your time make good use of your brain do constructive activities not just watching videos or do anything do pick up a hobby i think that's the best way Uh, painting drawing you could do so many things at home you could simply write your experiences at home today i did this today i did that but make good use of your time and brain uh, and and make lockdown worthwhile i think that's how you can change from being a pessimist to an optimist optimist definitely yeah. thank you so much mr jasveer singh dangi for being here on mindfulness with ru and i've learned a lot from you today really like each word that you spoke it had sense really and i'm very curious to read the further works which you are going to produce and i know that um, um, like hundreds of books you are going to produce in the times to come so my best wishes you. for your future <laughs> any uh, like um, social media handle you want to share with the viewers where they can connect with you any website any uh, instagram or somewhere what 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 with the what name you are there on that social media Okay my website is uh, my full name jasveersingdangi.com you can search for it uh, so i post a lot of stuff over there i am a podcaster so all my podcasting episodes are there 
I write blogs over there as well. And even on social media, you can search me with my full name, Jasveer Singh Dangi. So uh, yeah, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, you can connect with me on Facebook as well. So I'm very hopeful that, yes, of course, the viewers are really going to be get connected with you and go through your podcasts and blogs. Thank you so much, sir, uh, for coming today and uh, sharing so many experiences of yours with us. Thank you so much. Thank so you so much for having me here. Yeah, yeah, thank you. This was Mr. Jasveer Singh Dangi from Canada, and he shared um, the insights about his journey as a writer and the way he reached from Delhi to Canada and how his life over there. I hope that uh, we have like other episodes, even in today's episode, we have learned from this trailblazer. So that's it from my side for today. And we are going to meet and during the next um, episode with yet another trailblazer. Till then, goodbye. Take care of yourselves. Thank you.